Hello everyone and welcome to the Bootstrap Founder Podcast. My name is Avid Kahl and I talk about bootstrapping, entrepreneurship and building in public. This episode is called Parasocial Relationships, Imaginary Friends of the Social Network Age. First, a word from our sponsor. Microacquire is the most founder-friendly startup acquisition marketplace and it simply is the most efficient and free option to sell a startup when you're ready to make your next move. Founders are highly talented at building solutions for particular problems that people would pay for. That's what it is to be an entrepreneur. But if they're not passionate about the industry, it can become a struggle to continue when growth stagnates. And that is the problem that Roman Litvinenko ran into after building and growing Per Ninja, a social media scheduling tool which he built for the fast, past five years. And Roman found it increasingly difficult to allocate the proper effort needed for the product to flourish as his passion for social media in general kind of diminished throughout the years. Rather than letting the product slowly die on its own, he decided to list his startup on MicroAcquire to find a buyer who would be more interested in the social media industry. And although it was Roman's first time selling a business and he didn't quite know what he was doing, he credits the MicroAcquire team as a key part in helping him successfully navigate the acquisition process. They were there to answer all his questions, provide feedback and general education on all topics relating to the deal. Well, the result? Roman found a buyer that acquired Perninja for five figures after being listed on MicroAcquire for only one month. The buyer was a social media expert that rebranded the product, priming it for growth. And now Roman is looking forward to starting a new business, building solutions for software developers which is a subject that he is more passionate about. Isn't it perfect? If you're a founder that's in a similar situation as Roman, don't let your startup die. Just list it on MicroAcquire. It's completely free for founders. And the MicroAcquire team is there to help at every step via email, phone, or chat. Go to microacquire.com to get started. And now let us get started with the podcast. There are a lot of one-sided relationships on social media. They have many names, superfans, otakus, and stands. When you intimately know the personality, the likes, the dislikes, and the entire personal history of a person that you've never met or never had any one-on-one interaction with, you are likely in a parasocial relationship. These are the imaginary friends of the social network age. Parasocial relationships are defined by this lopsided perception of connection. One side feels highly connected, while the other might not even be aware of the relationship at all. I think I know everything about you, but you don't even know I exist. And yet, I still feel like you should probably know me well. And the core principle of a parasocial relationship is that it is created through this belief that when you know a lot about someone else, they are also prone to know a lot about you. And this misguided belief is a consequence of the proliferation of mass media. Let's talk about the history of this for a bit, because it started with the printing press. Making books, something widely available, allowed large groups of people to share in the mind space of an author. And if you read the collected works of a writer, you'll have spent a significant amount of time with their thoughts and even integrated them into your own mind. So that's already reason enough to assume that you could be friends with them if opportunity availed that. And that is delusional. 
But it gets worse. It got even more publicly visible, quite literally, with television. Because if you see the same people tell you the news or act in your favorite series and movies, you become so familiar with them that you feel you know them personally. And the internet finally pulled the plug and turned this slow trickle of parasocial relationships into a screaming vortex. Twitch streamers, social media influencers, online personalities, and educators on YouTube. They feel like close personal acquaintances. And it has become more and more intense. Back in the day, you would see a famous actor maybe once a week in an episode of your favorite show. And today... We are constantly barraged with the lives of entertainers and lifestyle influencers all the time. Some Twitch streamers, they stream for 10 hours every day and have built communities of loyal followers who feel like they're good pals with their content creator because they watch all the time. And that has attracted the researchers. Here's a quote. Knowledge about others reduces one's sense of anonymity. And that was said by Anush Shah and Michael LaForest of the University of Chicago and Penn State, respectively. The expectation of symmetry is a common social heuristic because our social ties are usually reciprocated. At least, that's how it used to be before mass media. And in a series of lab experiments, they found that people feel less anonymous and think known strangers understand them better. They even ran a field experiment in the NYPD. They acquainted the residents in the neighborhood with their local police officers and their histories and their lives, which resulted in evidence that crime actually went down when the locals believed that law enforcement knew them better on a personal level and vice versa. According to Sean LaForest, people mentally fill in the gaps that make social ties more symmetric than they actually are. That means our minds create a connection where it doesn't really exist. We form bonds with others even in their physical absence if we perceive ourselves to be recognized by them in some other way. And I personally am in several such parasocial relationships. My imaginary friends, they accompany whenever I do the dishes or whenever I mow the lawn. Whenever I have a block of time, I grab my headphones and my friends appear. I am talking, of course, about podcast hosts. We often feel extremely connected to this particular kind of creator. We listen to them on a regular schedule, like a friend. We would talk to a friend, and they're interested in things we like, and they act predictably because we know them well, like a friend. Any such relationship feels like it turns into a two-way relationship over time. After all, they show up reliably every week. How can we think of them as strangers when they talk directly to us in our headphones, often directly inside our heads. But those are fake intellectual friendships. The fewest of us ever get to have a real conversation with the podcast host that we cherish so much. Why then do we feel so intimately connected? Asymmetries in relationships are not as apparent as they used to be. Podcast hosts are on our level. They're not royals who live in another universe detached from reality. Podcast hosts are just people like us in front of a microphone. They're as relatable as they get. When we follow them on Twitter, they might even follow us back. It feels like they should know just as much about us as we know about them, mainly if there were prior interactions, but even without them. feels like it. But of course, they probably don't even remember our names. They probably don't even know we exist. And that's a reality that we can't avoid but we can prepare for it, both on the giving and the receiving end. So let's talk about parasocial relationships and audience building. Because audience builders experience parasocial relationships 
in more ways than regular social media participants. We all admire somebody who's never heard of us, so that's pretty common. But at a certain point, we become the targets of other people's parasocial endeavors. Let me just share a few examples of how this affects me right now with an audience well north of 60,000 Twitter followers. On a daily basis, people slide into my DMs expecting favors because we interacted before. I might have shared their work or replied to a tweet of theirs or engaged somehow. Usually, it was a while ago even, but when I check my metrics for that follower, I see that they've been much more engaged on my content ever since that moment. And for them, that event was the beginning of a new relationship. For me, it was a retreat of something that I enjoyed in that moment. So when they reach out to me, months later, they will have seen me on their feeds every single day, like most of my tweets and replied to many of them. In the NDM, I can often feel that this created some sort of expectation of me. And I've learned to expect that, and I've found ways to calmly let them down if their expectations were inflated. But it does create cognitive load for me. If I don't reply to the request, their benign expectation can quickly turn into an angry outburst. And I don't need those in my DMs or worse in the replies to my tweets, so I kindly decline. But sometimes that is not enough. I have several stalkers, Twitter followers who try to go for 100% engagement by liking everything I post and replying to every tweet of mine they see. While this behavior usually fizzles out after a while, it can be somewhat disturbing. When someone uses words like friend and bro unironically and with just a bit too much enthusiasm, it becomes something that I need to manage and that drains my energy. So when does this start to affect you as an audience builder? I can say that you don't need to have too many followers for someone to overestimate their relationship with you. It's just more likely to happen if you have a few thousand followers, but it can hit you earlier than that. The moment you become influential in any way, not just the kind of selfie-centric Instagram influencer kind, you will have the attention of all sorts of people, both your ideal followers and those who might get a bit too involved. And it also depends on how much you engage with your audience. The more you focus on empowering and celebrating your followers, which you should, the more likely it is for someone to take this a bit too far. And that is a risk. What is too far? Well, there are a few risks for you and your audience. When social ties skew towards the strong asymmetry, the relationships become unhealthy and potentially dangerous for both parties involved. Because it can be very convenient to feel affiliated with someone. This relationship starts turning into entertainment. People can just watch their perceived friend, do their work, and then they stop doing what they themselves should be doing. They watch you build in public instead of building their own businesses in public. It's like hopping on the couch to watch a nature documentary instead of going on a hike. The curated experience isn't the same as your own adventure, but it looks like it. And these faux relationships displace genuine reciprocated relationships and inhibit your own self-discovery. Living vicariously robs people of a whole layer of their existence and parasocial relationships are the catalyst to that. And here's another horror story from the influencer world. Maya Knight is a TikTok mommy influencer. And while there's a lot of controversy around her personal brand, her super fans and her haters are equally over-invested in their relationship with this young mother. 
in what I can only describe as a collective manhunt, Maya's followers tried to find out who the father of her children was, even resorting to digging into birth records and similar other detective work against the will of the mother. They relentlessly harassed her male followers, trying to discover and reveal private information to the world. And that is obsession. And it's extremely destructive, unhealthy, and like a spreading wildfire, completely out of control. So let's talk about prevention. What can you do to mitigate this? Can this even be avoided? You have one tool at your disposal as an audience builder, your own outward projection. With every interaction, you set the tone of how you relate to your followers. Don't feed into the fantasy, biggest thing you can do. Don't act as if you had an intimate relationship. Unless you've built a genuine friendship with a person, you're not a friend. You can be a peer or a colleague, but friendship is earned, not faked. If they overstep, draw clear lines in the sand and call people out kindly and in private, but call them out. This won't hinder your capacity to form normal relationships. While you have to set clear boundaries and be intentional in every single interaction, you can still make friends, obviously. Just understand that there are power dynamics at play. And if you have admirers, as wonderful as that is, you are responsible for not misleading them into thinking that you are a friend. The thing that helped me most with this was learning to say no. I deny almost all requests that I get. I get dozens a day, and most of them are more an opportunity for the person asking than they are for me. And that was hard at first because my mission is to support as many people as I can, but once I understood that draining my time into projects out of pity won't allow me to impact more people, it became easier to say no. Now with clear boundaries and honest deflection, you can manage the negative consequences of parasocial relationships. But not all is downsides because there are some upsides to this. Can these relationships be used for good? I think so. The flip side of the voyeuristic tendencies of people living vicariously is that what you do as a creator could turn into modeling. They see you doing something and they start to see themselves doing that in their future. As the parasocially related person, you're likely a role model. So act like it and your actions will shape the lives of others. Talk the talk and walk the walk. The assumption of symmetry also often leads to people establishing trust in you. And that's what audience building is all about. We seek to attract many people to follow us and build some sort of relationship and have them trust us. And while it shouldn't become a parasocial relationship, building a foundation of trustworthiness is in everyone's interest. With that trust comes the benign side effect that Shaw and LaForest found in their study. Believing that well-known strangers might know more about you than they really do can help decrease the negative aspects of anonymity. People act more honestly and are less likely to cheat. And that's a good thing for any community and any audience that you build around yourself. And finally, let's do some self-reflection here. I talked about the fact earlier that I have several podcast hosts that I consider to be in the parasocial relationship with. Was, until I reached out to them and started asking if I could be on their show to have an actual conversation. And this is the reason that I have so far appeared on the Indie Hackers podcast three times. I took the leap and reached out to Cortland. And now we regularly have actual conversations on the show and outside of it. Of course, this won't work for everyone. But if you'd asked me a few years ago if I'd ever be on any podcast, I'd have found that ridiculous. Things change. 
The alternative to establishing an actual relationship is just admitting the asymmetry and living with it. It may not be as fun as imagining you have a friend, but it will make future interactions less awkward. So take the opportunity to think about this a little. We are all fans of someone, and we admire those who came before us. My bookshelf is filled with people I have incredible respect for, or rather their works. But recently, many of these authors have become peers that I regularly communicate with, bidirectionally, if you wondered. Still, there are others who I think I'll never talk to. Well, let's see. And make sure we don't assume symmetry where none exists. And that's it for today. Thank you for listening to the Bootstrap Founder podcast. Go to thebootstrapfounder.com to find my weekly articles, the newsletter, and this podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Arvid Kahl, A-R-V-I-D-K-A-H-L. And you'll find my books, Zero to Sold, and The Embedded Entrepreneur, and my Twitter course, find your following there as well. If you want to support me and the Bootstrap Founder podcast, please leave a rating and a review by going to ratethispodcast.com slash founder. Thank you very much for listening and have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.